Welcome to episode 120 of the first 40 miles. If you're new to backpacking, or if you're hopelessly in love with someone who wants you to love backpacking, then this podcast is for you. We'll talk about the essentials, how to lighten your load, and how to make the most of your time on the trail. I'm your host, Heather Legler. And I'm Josh Legler. And this is The First 40 Miles. Today on The First 40 Miles, your car has a mechanic, but when it comes to good body mechanics, it's all up to you. Find out how to prevent injury in today's top five list. Then on the Summit Gear Review, a piece of backpacking clothing that goes before the base layer. Next, a zero gram solution that will support your lower back while you're taking a quick break. And we'll wrap up the show with a little trail wisdom from the Bible. All this, and that's about it. Today, on the first 40 miles. Last week in episode 119, we talked about what to do when an injury has kept you off the trail. And, you know, during that recovery time, what are some things you can do to look forward to being back on the trail and to, um, to improve your health and your physical condition to get back on the trail? Of course, even better is if we can prevent the injury in the first place and stay on the trail. And so today we'd like to talk about body mechanics, the things you can do, especially while you're on a backpacking trip, to minimize the chances of getting an injury due to, you know, where you just you twist wrong or you bend wrong or something and all of a sudden you're in pain. And I consider knowing the rules of body mechanics to be one of the greatest life hacks of all. Like if you can figure out how to prevent injury, oh, that's incredible. And so the things that we're going to share with you today are things that you can not only use on the trail, but in everyday life. One of my first experiences with bad body mechanics is very similar to a story that Josh shared last week in episode 119, where he talked about lifting a child out of a car seat and he felt this twinge in his back that was not a good kind of twinge. And um, that was my experience my first experience with lower back pain also was lifting a child out of a car seat. And I called my dad right after it happened because I knew he'd had some back issues in the past. And he really drilled it into me that I needed to practice good body mechanics, lifting with my legs, not my back. And then he said, take some ibuprofen and rest. A full backpack is heavier than most babies in car seats. So there's just as much risk that you could put your back out of shape by lifting your backpack. It's all in how you do it, the mechanics, the leverage, all of that, because, yeah, those backpacks can be kind of heavy. So we have some good things to share with you today to avoid injury on the trail. No one sets out on the trail expecting to become injured, and then to have an injury happen on the trail because of something you could have prevented is really frustrating. So we wanted to share with you today some rules that will help prevent injury. These are the top five body mechanics rules for backpackers. The number one body mechanic rule for backpackers is keep your pack weight close to your back. That means that anything that's heavy in your pack needs to be packed as close to your back as possible. And then all the lightweight, fluffy stuff can go further from your back or way up on top or way down below. 
This makes for better pack balance, which is really nice, but that plays into body mechanics. You know, if your pack is out of balance or it's constantly pulling you backwards because all the weight is so far away from your back, now you're compensating for that pull. And so your, your back muscles are activated pretty much all the time, trying to just keep yourself straight up with your pack. And that means the first time you hit just a wrong step or you miss the fact that the trail went down a few inches or, you know, any of those things, then all of a sudden you're just primed for an injury. Another thing that you can do to keep your pack weight close to your back is to cinch down those straps. You have heaps and heaps of straps all over your pack that you can cinch down. And if your pack is too loose and kind of wobbling around, that's going to throw off your balance. And like Josh said, it's going to activate muscles in your back that don't need to be activated all the time. You don't need to be on all the time. So if you can cinch down those straps, you know, the load lifter straps and the shoulder straps and the hip belt, make sure those are all pretty snug. That'll keep the weight from shifting around and it'll make it so you can wear your pack a little bit closer to your back. And if you have a newer pack, a lot of the newer packs have really great ventilation systems built into the back of the pack. So you don't have to worry about your back getting all sweaty if you wear your pack nice and tight. The number two body mechanics rule for backpackers is to lift with your legs. Does that mean you stick your leg in the shoulder strap of your backpack and fling it and up in the fling air? Fling it up in the air and catch it. Yeah, yeah. You know, Sounds when good. when you're putting your tent away and you roll it up and, and you just flick it up with your foot and grab it and stuff nice. it in your pack. Same thing with dinner. You know, when it's done, you just... <laughs> lift it off the stove with your legs. I think I need to practice lifting with my legs. I don't think I do this enough, and it sounds like it's really good. It's... So in reality, we are grabbing onto things with our hands or we're putting things on our backs or whatever, but the actual lifting, the lifting motion should happen in our legs rather than our back. So, you know, when you stoop over to pick something up, if you're bending your back to do that, then when you, you know, when you straighten out, it's your back muscles that are doing the work. And they weren't really built for that like your leg muscles were. Your leg muscles are huge. So if you stoop down by bending your legs, by squatting and keeping your back straight, then when you go to lift up, it's your leg muscles doing the work. They were built for that kind of thing. They'll have no problem doing it and your back will stay safe. Yeah, last time I injured my back, I was very, very conscious of this and really tried to do everything with my legs, nothing with my back. So even like when it came to loading and unloading the dishwasher, I was like, you know, squatting to put a dish in and standing up and, you know, it just it, you don't have to take it that far, you know, when you're loading dishes. But when you're lifting things that are heavy, uh, you know, more than 10 pounds, probably. That's my personal guess. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but, um, you know, you don't want to put that kind of strain on your back. You want to give that all to your legs because they are pretty huge muscles. The third body mechanic rule for backpackers is to engage your core. That means drawing your navel into your spine or tightening those abdominal muscles. Those are the same ones that you tighten when you give a forceful breath of air out. You know, like that sharp, forceful breath. That's the one that tightens those abdominal muscles. Engaging your core instantly provides that stability and support to your back muscles and helps prevent back injury. And of course, the more you build your core and engage your core and practice 
good posture and all that stuff, the stronger your back muscles will be. And they all, they all kind of work together. So if you can have a strong core, that's really what's going to protect your back muscles. All these muscles are connected to each other. Right. And you've got to strengthen all of them so there's a good balance. But the stronger your muscles are, the more they can protect your skeleton. If your muscles are weak, then your skeleton is exposed to injury because forces are going to be placed directly onto your bones that would usually be handled by your muscles. I think of this when I start to get some knee pain. So I've been hiking for a long time, been hiking all day, the knees are, are getting sore. Well, what's making my knees sore? It's the, the impact, right? Like, you know, the, the stepping and everything and all that impact builds up over time and my knees start to get sore. Well, the stronger my muscles are, the more I can um, take good, strong steps that lessen the impact on my bones. And as my muscles get weaker or they get fatigued or tired, then I start taking those sloppy steps, you know, where you just let your foot just kind of pound mm -hmm. down onto the ground. You don't really control your foot movement anymore. You're just kind of flopping it there. And then you start to get those shocks that come up through your skeleton and start impacting the joint at the knee or at the hip or even all the way up to the back. It's amazing how it's all connected together. And so the stronger those muscles are, the more control you have and the less of that kind of jarring impact you'll have on your bones. I'm really glad that you brought that up because I hardly ever think of my skeletal system or my bones. I always think of the muscles, you know, because those are the ones that ache. Those are the chatty ones, you know, the, the chatty part of your body that likes to complain a lot. But yeah, if you don't take good care of your muscles and uh, build them, they're not going to be there to support your skeletal structure. The fourth body mechanic rule for backpackers is to keep things loose not locked up. So we talked before about keeping your pack nice and tight, but you should really keep your body nice and loose. So if you feel your shoulders start to tighten up, and this happens when a lot of people are on their daily commute, if you feel your shoulders tightening, bring them down. Or if you feel your calves tightening up, just take a few minutes to stretch them when your body is nice and warm. Another way to keep things loose is to bend your knees. Don't lock your knees, especially if you've stopped for a break on the trail. It's tempting to just stand up next to a tree and, you know, when in Rome, you're like, all these trees are standing up straight. I'm just going to lock my knees. Maybe take a lesson from the little wildflowers around the tree. They bend and trees even bend some, but wildflowers are a lot more flexible. You know, the weight from your pack can maybe, especially if you're not used to wearing something heavy on your back, that can cause you to tighten up your shoulders and your arms. And especially if you have any kind of anxiety about this trip that you're on, that can kind of build up over time and all of a sudden your shoulders are up by your ears. So just take some time, let your shoulders relax, take off your pack for a few minutes, Roll your shoulders around, tuck them back, and then be on your way. Speaking of trees bending, <laughs> we were on a hike <laughs> a few days ago over the weekend, and we hiked up to the edge of a clear cut, and these Douglas fir trees are like hundreds of feet tall, and now all of a sudden they're not in the middle of a forest, they're just right on the edge of the forest. And It was a little bit windy that day, and it was amazing right even down at ground level. Yeah 
how we could see the trunk of the tree moving. Yeah, I was pretty sure we were going to see one just tip over. <laughs> yeah, thousands of pounds of wood was coming down on us. We were okay. <laughs> um, is it just me or I don't know if others do this. When I get cold, I hunch my shoulders. Yeah. I mean, I could be out walking or on a hike and for like a really long time, I can be walking around with my shoulders hunched up because I'm cold. And I don't think it warms me up at all. <laughs> it's just this sort of conditioned response, right. I guess. And so that's a that's a time when I really have to remind myself consciously, hey, I know I'm cold, but I'm not really keeping myself warm by hunching my shoulders. I mean, I guess it shortens my neck and I can <laughs> lose heat through my neck mm -hmm. a, a little bit. So I have to remind myself, get those shoulders down, relax. And it really helps to relax. It's just hard to do sometimes. And the fifth body mechanic rule for backpackers is don't hunch over. Hunching is a natural tendency when you have a heavy load strapped to your back. So whether you're standing or you're sitting, resist the urge to be in that hunched position. And this is such a, a modern position, I think, especially with computers and phones and tablets and all these devices that we have. Even the car, when we're driving we all tend to just kind of hunch over, kind of like we're collapsing into ourselves. So if you feel yourself hunching or collapsing into yourself, this is the perfect time to take that full breath and inflate yourself, basically. Fill yourself up with air and um, I guess look up. One of the downsides of hunching is that you miss what's going on around you. You're you lose a little bit of mobility, your head is turned down, and if you can unhunch and look around, you'll see all the things around you and it'll be so much better for your body. You know when you're hiking with a group and you're all kind of in a line? Oh, that happens a lot. Where you, you end up, you realize that you've just been hiking for an hour looking at the ground because there's someone five feet in front of you and so you're just kind of looking straight down at the dirt. And yeah, you, you miss a lot that way. I mean, there's trees and birds and other things and sky to see around you. And if you just bring your head up, um, not only are you seeing more and experiencing more, but you're also practicing better body mechanics. And if you need another reason to not hunch, when you slouch, it actually puts an unhealthy strain on your ligaments, your spinal joints, which then enhances your risk of injury. So the more you slouch, the more the spine loses its ability to distribute shock evenly. That causes stress on all those little vertebrae in your back. And for today's backpack hack of the week, we're going to give you a really great option for sitting that will make it so you don't slouch. And as Heather said, we're not experts on body mechanics. We're not physicians or we're not chiropractors. We're not biomechanists. Uh, we're just sharing information that I think helps you to be aware of body mechanics. And you can do your own research and learn your own techniques, but uh, we hope to just increase some awareness. So Heather, uh, given this discussion about good body mechanics, what do you think about the backpack hack of the week that we shared on episode number 31? That was the hack where we taught people how to put on their backpack <laughs> awesomely. Awesomely. Oh, that's a good question. That's where you put your backpack upside down and on its back. So the straps are facing up and you grab onto it. You flip it over your head 
and put your arms straight up in the air and the straps slide down your arms. Yeah, and it's on your back. It's pretty incredible. Um, I don't know of anyone who's been injured doing that method, but uh, I'd probably have to recommend that, though, for ages 18 and under. <laughs> we still have time to... Uh, to recover quickly in case recover. it goes wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think uh, that method carries a higher level of risk Definitely. than the standard method. Um, however, the same body mechanics rules would apply, I guess, uh, that you're... You're keeping the pack close to your body, not reaching out way in front of you. Mm -hmm. You know, keep it in close. You'll lift it up over your back while keeping your back straight. And using your legs to lift the pack. Yeah, yeah. And then it'll just come down <laughs> right onto your shoulders and everything will be good. Now, if it does go wrong, <laughs> then you might snap your neck or you know, oh something horrible like that. But. <laughs> All right. Um, how do we undo what we've done? <laughs> the hack in episode 31, not recommended anymore. It's uh, obsolete. It's obsolete. <laughs> Be careful out there. <laughs> but I think if you can remember these five body mechanics rules, it'll go a long way in preventing injury on the trail. So keep the heavy things in your pack close to your back. And of course, keep your pack nice and close. Lift with your legs. Keep that core engaged. Keep things loose and not locked up. And don't hunch over. These five tips are the foundations of good body mechanics on the trail. For today's Summit Gear Review, we will be reviewing Ex Officio Give and Go Underwear. Now the truth is, you don't really need special backpacking underwear. This is such a personal topic and a personal choice. However, we have had some questions from listeners and there is backpacking underwear out there and we will be sharing that, not sharing underwear, sharing the topic of underwear on the show today. So this ex officio give and go underwear is one of the most popular styles or brands of underwear out there for backpackers. It has a lot of features that make it really popular among through hikers specifically. As far as structure, the ex officio give and go underwear is 94% nylon and 6% lycra spandex and it has a really interesting diamond weave mesh fabric. And so there's a lot of ventilation that goes on in this underwear, which is one of the things that makes it really great for high intensity activity. All of the seams on this underwear are flat lock seams. And I should probably mention that um, Ex Officio Give and Go is a line of underwear. So there's men's, women's, lots of different colors, lots of different cuts. Um, but they all have these same features. As far as utility goes, this underwear is quick drying and it's treated with a special antimicrobial shield, which makes the underwear odor resistant and very popular. <laughs> on the trail. For mass, the weight is really going to vary based on cut and style, but the material is very lightweight and very thin. For maintenance, the tag on the underwear is very specific about how it should be treated. You know, machine wash cold, wash with light colors, no bleach, tumble dry low, or line dry in shade. But 99.9% .9 of the people who use this underwear are going to be washing it in camp or in a sink 
in Bangladesh. I mean, this is not underwear that needs to be uh, washed delicately or given any kind of special treatment or, or delicate detergent. Or you can use the maintenance approach uh, that's on the outside of the box that the underwear comes in. 17 countries, six weeks, one pair of active underwear. Okay, maybe two. I think that falls into the category of TMI on an underwear box. But, you know, this company, Ex Officio, definitely they focus on international backpacking, you know, travel backpacking. And on this show, we talk a lot more about, well, we only talk about wilderness <laughs> backpacking. But the underwear can be universal. You can use it on backpacking trips in the forest or on a 17-country excursion. Definitely. As far as investment goes, the underwear runs $18 to $30 a pair, depending on the cut and style of the underwear. I spoke with a guy at Ex Officio about clothing for backpackers, and he said that the give-and-go underwear is the number one most popular line among backpackers in the Ex Officio brand. And so it's like, whether it's travel backpacking or wilderness backpacking, this underwear is legendary. And that's because it has some really great features that make it popular with the through hiking crowd. And those features definitely transfer to just regular old weekend backpackers, people who just want something lightweight, comfortable, quick drying, odor resistant, and breathable. I feel like the folks at Appalachian Trials website did a really great review of Ex Officio that we'd like to point you to in today's show notes. So if you want to go check them out, we'll have the link in today's show notes. And the show notes for today are at thefirst40miles.com slash 120. So Heather, before we started this episode, you told me that you wanted to keep this uh, gear review brief. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which we've done. But yeah, listeners have asked, you know, what should I consider when I'm buying underwear? And so here's one option, ex officio give and go. There's lots of other options out there too. But can we maybe recap just what the considerations are? Like, what is it that you're looking for if you need to go buy underwear for backpacking? I think breathability is really important. Um flat seams I think are pretty important. Quick drying is another really great feature, especially if you're just going to be bringing one extra pair of underwear. And then comfort, for sure. That's the one I always come back to. It's got to be comfortable. Yeah. You know, really, if you can find a good, comfortable, non-cotton fabric, that's what I would really recommend. It's going to wick that moisture away as you're sweating. You know, it's that first layer on your skin. The cotton is going to soak it up, so it's going to wick for a while until it gets full of that moisture, and now it's just damp, and that causes other problems. So getting that moisture wicked away with a good, comfortable, non-cotton fabric can really help a lot. So if you're interested in checking out the Ex Officio Give and Go line, we'll share the link in today's show notes, which is thefirst40miles.com slash 120. For today's backpack hack of the week, we have a zero gram backpacking chair. And I got this idea from popupbackpacker.com and he claims it is his favorite backpacking chair. I gave it a try and I thought it was pretty awesome too. 
So if you didn't bring a chair on the trail, this is a really great way to rest your back when you're ready to sit and take a break. So to make this zero gram backpacking chair, take your pack off and take a stick or a trekking pole and wedge it right in between where the shoulder straps are. And then take the other end of the stick and wedge it up against the base of a tree or the bottom of a rock. Now you can lean back on the back of your pack, or you know, the part with all the pockets, the part without shoulder straps, and it should cradle your back perfectly. And as you're leaning back, of course, the stick is going to be kind of wedged into your pack and wedged between a rock or the base of the tree. And it's amazing how great it feels to just lean back, you know, having that that back support and um, it just feels better than just sitting cross-legged on the ground. You have that little bit of support and your back can rest. And this is a really simple, lightweight way to do it. And we've shared a couple other sitting hacks on past episodes. Uh, episode 34, the Asian squat. And episode 69, the seatless strap chair. And if you're interested in an actual camp chair rather than a hack, then check out episode 27, where we reviewed the Crazy Creek Hex 2.0 camp chair. And we'll leave you today with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, the Bible. And this is God talking to Moses in Genesis chapter 13, verse 17. He said, Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it for I will give it unto thee. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you've been on a backpacking trip, share your story at thefirst40miles.com slash story. We'll see you next time on The First 40 Miles. Number two, botics, botics mechanics. This is like science fiction.